Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmidty, Swanee and Clarkie visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right. Hello. hello. Great to see you. Hello, How are you going? hello. Hi, guys. <laughs> hello. Um, sorry, I just realised that you can't see Tone. I'll just angle it a bit. You can oh, see his right. ear. It's a bit of a peekaboo. Hello. <laughs> there he is. So, the, yes, you've got the two of us here too as well. All right, how have we been? How's your week been? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. We uh, had the pleasure of going to the Grand Prix, which was oh, lovely. Oh, wow. Mm. Excellent. We saw you. I <laughs> heard some statistic that it had the biggest crowd ever, I think, for a Grand Prix in Australia. And then it was certainly like the biggest event that we've had in the last couple of years in terms of what's been allowed in crowd numbers. I mean, I know it's been cancelled the last couple of years, but it must have been pretty amazing to have that kind of energy and atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were so many people there and it was just perfect weather, like 27 mm. degrees and beautiful. So oh, that's I think, good. Yeah, really, really lovely. It's always nice when a city puts on its best sort of face for yeah. the world to see. You always like, whenever that would happen, I'd be like so proud of it. Like, oh, yes, that looks, it looks lovely today. I always like that as opposed to when it's like pissing rain or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of like what you were talking about the other day, though, Carla, about how when you were preparing for being allowed out, you booked every concert that <laughs> there was available. Yes. I think there's quite a few people who went, Grand Prix, I don't even like it, but I'm going because yeah. I can. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I did I think, go and um, have a look after we spoke about that the other day, and there yeah. is actually two full weeks where every all of those concerts went into two weeks. Oh, I was absolutely right. Where I just, just booked everything. I didn't even look at the dates. <laughs> oh, well, you'll have a good two weeks. You'll be full on. Carla, I, I hesitate to ask, how's your week? <laughs> uh, I don't really know how to answer that. We're sort of, we've just finished um, the end of school. So we're actually on school holidays. So we finished term one. So that's an achievement in itself. And the big news over here is, which nobody on the East Coast would want to hear, but it has rained for the first time and like a proper rain since November. So that is like Mm, months, four months of no rain. Very dry, very dry. And it's amazing. So it actually properly rained for the first time last night. It was shocking. So change of season, autumn's here, which is lovely. Yeah, so that's that's the big news from the West Coast. It's rained. Mm. What about you, Schmitty? Oh, I've just been working and then I went up to the houseboat because I've got Kate and Dave coming up next weekend and it'll be the first time they've slept on the house that they've been on there since we had the fire after Dad passed away in the house. And they only slept on the houseboat because the house burnt down. So I'm quite chuffed to have uh, family come and stay. Oh, my brother has, but my nephews and nieces love it. But it'll be good to get Kate and Dave up. So they're coming up for Easter. So I went up this weekend to make sure everything was ship shape and Bristol fashion because I've had the nieces and nephews up there and I never trust the state that it's going to get left in. So I just did a little bit of a maintenance and a friend of mine came up and we drank a lot and chatted a lot and we had a lovely weekend. And as you say, it was lovely weather. I don't think it was quite as hot as 27, but it was very pleasant. Came home last night and work's just been really, really full on. So not really exciting from my perspective, but not bad either. What are you drinking, Kalaki and Woo Woo? Uh, so we're having a Cofield Sangiovese 2019. Just a nice little easy drinking number to uh, take the edge mm. off. Swanee, what about you? Hmm. Well, after that conversation I just had with one of my children, I probably need a stiff drink. 
and I might just serve myself in a, in a toilet break. I might go and serve myself up one because at the moment I don't think the water's going to cut it. Feeling a bit of rage. And I've been on the ginger beers, the alcoholic Yum. ginger beers the last two oh, times I've been out. I'm really having a moment good? with them. I really like them. Well, I've heard about them and I want to try them, but I haven't had one yet. No, I really, I really like it. I'm just having, I'm having a bit of a moment. We went out on Thursday night to just have drinks with some friends, and I had a few then. And then last night we went to a brewery mm. um, <laughs> with the kids for dinner. And with the uh, kids again, because the kids, <laughs> yeah, and friends. And uh, I had another couple of cheeky alcoholic ginger beers there. So I might go and get myself something a bit harder when we when we have a little break. Okay, Straight tequila. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> couple of shots. <laughs> it should be something like that. Couple yeah. of tequilas with a little uh, vodka chaser. And what are you on, Schmidt? I am drinking again that rather nice Shiraz from the McLaren Vale. It's cooled off here in Melbourne today. It rained overnight. We did have a nice weekend, but it was only fifteen this morning, so it has that nice autumn feel about it. And oh. cheeky red in autumn is always a nice go-to. And so that's me. I suppose we should introduce ourselves, just in case people don't know who we are. Who we are. I'm Schmidt. <laughs> I'm Swanee. And I'm Clarky, and together we and are. Together. Oh, you cheated there! And together we are. Trial. Trial by, by, by wine. wine. Oh, that's going to be the best one yet. That's amazing. Yeah, so good. You had pre-prepared that I could tell by that you look on your face, Clarky. Get a quick one in there. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to tell you a story. I'm not even going to ask if you want to hear it because by the end of it you will wish you hadn't, but that's okay. Goodness. (laughs) That's a good sign. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you know I like gruesome, you know, macabre stuff. Well, Clark certainly thinks I like We know what you like. Yeah, well, I think... You've got a bit of a penchant for clowns and cannibals. It's It's, also... It's also nice to podcast about those things every now and then too, not just do them in the backyard. That's right, that's right. Well, you know. Yeah, I don't do any of the the things that I'm about to talk about in any yard, let alone my own backyard. In fact, because I'm not a crazy killer. Just trigger warning, this story is quite famous, but it's also uh, quite gruesome. So get ready. Okay, so it is, I wouldn't say a favourite because I don't think I have a particular favourite in this sort of genre, but it's super famous and it's interesting because it's so gross. And, and bonkers and bizarre and and I think it's in, oh well I know it's inspired a lot of films and stories and it's just so weird that I really think it needs a bit of a trial by wine treatment so that's Sounds why I picked it yeah my sources are Wikipedia uh, Britannica.com Murderpedia all that's interesting.com the NZ Herald.nz who had no issues with sharing too much info I decided and a touch of lab Bible for you both hey. oh. yes. I feel like this is delivering already. They haven't even said what it is. And it's like, yeah. it's just like they were, if, we're, if, our, if we had like a handout with a, some boxes on it, tick, tick, Little tick, criteria. tick, 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 That's tick. Right. All right. So without further ado, let me introduce or reintroduce you in case you do not know this one to Edward Gein, the butcher of Plainfield. I don't know him. You don't know this story? No. no. Hold on to your hats. I don't know where Plainfield is, so I really don't have it. Well, it's funny because um, when I was reading it, I thought, didn't we just do something? It was Plainville, the girl from Plainville. And yes. I, was, I thought, oh, wouldn't that be interesting that I just follow it up mm. with another one? But no, it's not. This one's um, in Wisconsin, different different place. And I thought you were going to say somewhere like, you know how like, there's the Barber of Seville? I thought you were going to say like the Butcher of Krakow or the Butcher of... I thought you were going to say somewhere old and European thing. And that I was... That's where my head had gone. No. So I truly don't know. No. I'm all righty-o. I'll show that belt up, shall I? Okay. So I've tried 
you know, a lot of this is from Wikipedia because they do a great job of putting it together in a nice chronological order because yeah, sometimes they're like, what the hell and how do you piece mm. it together? But I yeah. have spent a lot of time reading other stuff to try and pepper it with some more interesting facts because it was uh, Wikipedia was pretty dry, which it likes to yeah. be. So born in La Crosse, Wisconsin, on August the 27th at 1906, Edward Theodore Gein had his early childhood was not great. His father, George, was an alcoholic who couldn't hold down a job and his mother, Augusta, a fanatically religious zealot who was Lutheran. And she certainly had puritanical leanings. Augusta ran a grocery store and George had a series of jobs including carpentry, tanning, and I don't mean fake tanning or <laughs> sun tanning. He didn't. He didn't run one of those like pop up tents where women come and or women come spray and get spray tan. tan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, in, in uh, this no, kind of about... ridiculous. He had the bed. It was a mobile bed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. In the, the uh, turn of the twentieth century, I, I don't think that um, spray tanning was a big thing. Big in Wisconsin. That's right. So this is tanning the you know hides and leathers. Leather, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he also had a little stint as an insurance salesman. Now. Augusta was unhappy in the marriage and she despised George. She thought he was extremely weak and pathetic and she didn't believe in drinking or anything like that. But of course, did she, did she always think that? Like, is that, was that part of their marriage vows? I no. hate you, I despise <laughs> you, and I want to be with you for the rest of my life because I deserve to be punished. He ungrew on her. He um, ungrew. Yeah. <laughs> so it started off thinking it must be or might be okay uh, but after some time she thought no I really hate your guts but due to her religious beliefs she which didn't condone divorce she stuck with it so around 1915 Augusta gro- sold the grocery store at La Crosse and the family moved to an isolated farmhouse outside Plainfield when Ed was eight years old around this time on one occasion Ed disobeyed his mother's rule and snuck into the slaughter shed to find Augusta and George with a pig carcass hanging upside down. When Augusta sliced the pig down the centre to release its intestines, Ed reportedly experienced sexual pleasure. (gasps) Clarky? Got that alarm? Anywhere? Oh, bing, 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 bing. Correct. So that's the dad? No, No, that was the son. The eight-year-old boy. All right. Apparently. Sexual, I mean, he's eight year old. He shouldn't be experiencing sexual pleasure anyway, but. Well, apparently he got that, a bit excited about the. At eight, jeepers. Visceration of an animal. Okay. Augusta wouldn't allow her sons to leave the property other than to go to school, and she wouldn't allow any visitors to the farm. So she effectively isolated both of her sons. She had another boy by the name of Henry. Henry Is was the eldest. Is that because they have sexual pleasure when they cut pigs, or was there another reason? No, she was just really controlling. I reckon I would want not want people coming over to see my eight-year-old having <laughs> sexual hard pleasure on. with dead pigs. Um, if, like, if that's the reason, I'm okay with that. Look, I only read that in one news source. And what I've got to say is, as I go through this, I I will apologise for anyone listening who says that's not true or whatever because there seems to be a great deal of variation around some of the facts. And I feel like there was some truth stretching in some of the reporting, (laughs) yeah. And and, and that's that's one of those that I go, I don't know who validated that, whether he ever said it. Don't know where it came from. It was just in one of the things that I picked up. But, um, yeah. I was going to say more like a bit of fictionalisation and right. sensationalisation of, of things. But I don't know why they bothered because there's a hell of a lot of stuff in this that 
frankly, was pretty disturbing and you don't really need to uh, stretch it. Okay, well, I'll try to let go of that fact that the jury shall disregard that comment. Well, I just said, you know, something about stretching and then thought, I know it's coming soon. I wish I hadn't used that word. Anyway. Oh, don't. Okay, so Augusta had some pretty nasty ideas about women and preached to the boys about the innate immorality of the world, the evil of drinking, so she wouldn't have been one of our people, and her belief that all women, apart from herself, of course, were naturally promiscuous and the instruments of the devil. Or shall I say, the instruments of the devil! Sorry, (laughs) Clarkie. It's remarkable that she's different to all other women. Mm. Like, she's incredible. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it is. She's not a judgmental cow. She's just quite an amazing woman. (laughs) Mm. She reserved every, sorry, she reserved time every afternoon to read to them from the Bible, usually, of course, selecting verses from the Old Testament, the best ones, and the book of Revelation concerning death, murder, and divine retribution. Mummy, instead of Bible time this afternoon, can we kill another pig? <laughs> no, darling, we've got to hear about the, you know, slaughter of many people instead. Yeah, that's right. In the name of love. Yeah. Get well, no, First Testament, there ain't no love. There's some begetting. <laughs> there's a lot of killing, but there's no love. It's the Second Testament that this concept of love comes into things. Right. Anyway, Gein was shy and classmates and teachers remember him as having strange mannerisms, such as seemingly random laughter, as if he were laughing at his own personal jokes. And I've got to say, I do that. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I'll have what? a giggle at an idea and people will look at me strangely. Yes, but... Oh, no, I was just going to say, was he articulating those jokes or were they just thoughts in his head? No, it's like he just had a funny thought and he used to laugh out loud and everyone thought he was a bit odd. To make matters worse, Augusta punished him whenever he tried to make friends. Despite his poor social development, Gein did fairly well at school, particularly in reading. His mother also demanded he remain loyal to her and remain a virgin because sex was sinful and would lead to eternal damnation. Not for her, though. That's a conversation I'm not looking forward to having with the boys. (laughs) (laughs) About eternal damnation? No, just, you know, you have to be, what was it, loyal to me? or did And remain a virgin. Off? You must be loyal yeah. to yeah, me, and virgin. remain a virgin. And loyal to virgin. Mm. Okay, no worries, Mum. <laughs> I feel like that's not a conversation you need to have with them. Well, maybe that's why he was attracted to pigs. <laughs> In books about Ed Gein's life, psychologists have theorised that he doubted his masculinity from childhood. He'd been indoctrinated into believing males were weak and thought about becoming a powerful female like his mother. No, but she's not like that's all weird because she hates all the other women. Yeah, that's that's quite tricky. That's a he, you know you wouldn't like anybody Complex. if men are. Yes, I think I he just I think right. he just um, it's sort of almost a Stockholm syndrome except she hasn't kidnapped him. She's isolated him or coercive control. Like she's completely isolated him. She's putting all these ideas in his head, and she's the only person who's his point of reference. And, of course, she's saying, I'm very good, so you can look up to me and you must be loyal to me. So mm-hmm. the kid's just brainwashed from early days. But also, if he is a woman trapped in a man's body, well, it's okay to transgender. Mm, maybe not in 1906. That, that might be part of the difficulty. We'll get to it. Despite his mother's domineering ways, and perhaps because he had no other outside influences, Ed was extremely devoted to her. On the 1st of April, so we're going forward now, in 1940, Ed Gein's father, George, died of heart failure caused by his alcoholism at the age of 66. Was that before or after 12 o'clock? What? Could have been April an April Fool's. Fool's joke. Oh, no, I missed that entirely. Sorry. 
Maybe, maybe, maybe we yes. can just edit that bad joke out then. <laughs> oh, no, it's all right. Someone knocked on the door at the same time, so I was a bit distracted. Hang on a sec. Sorry, Tony's being called in for some lamb roast. Oh, oh Tom yeah. Cruise coming over on a Monday no, just night. Tony. Yeah, it's a bit weird, but anyway, that's okay. Right, Love sorry, Schmidty, was the dad with them out on the farm yeah. throughout this period of time? Yeah. So, Mum's like ruling the roost. Dad's just a bit of a messy alcoholic. Yes, and and which probably helps Mum's cause in terms of her trying to sell that. Probably She's caused by mum's cause. She, yeah. she didn't yeah. give him any opportunity to have any real influence over the boys. I think. Okay. I think he. I don't know whether he was violent or horrible, but it they, sounds like they, he drank to avoid her. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Anyway, so poor old George died on April first, nineteen forty, after twelve o'clock because he didn't wake up again and go, ha ha, tricked ya, Henry and Ed, the older brother and Ed, started to do odd jobs around the town to help cover living expenses. They were grown adults, just to point out, so at this point Ed was 34. The brothers were generally considered reliable and honest by residents of the community. While both worked as handymen, Ed also frequently babysat for neighbours. At 34? Mm. He enjoyed babysitting, seeming to relate more easily to children than to adults. No, he just liked kids. He was a bit simple, I think. Okay, okay. Well, I shouldn't say that in this day and age, but yes, I I think he relates, let's put it the way Wiki does, he relates better to children than adults. Henry began dating a divorced mother of two, you can imagine how mother felt about that, and planned to move in with her. You can see how Augusta's going to go with this. This is going great. But he worried about his brother's attachment to their mother and often spoke ill of her around Ed, who responded with shock and hurt. On May 16th, 1944... Henry and Ed were burning away marsh vegetation on the property and a fire got out of control, drawing the attention of the local fire department. By the end of the day, the fire having been extinguished and the firefighters gone, Ed reported his brother missing. With lanterns and flashlights, a search party searched for Henry, whose dead body was found lying face down. Apparently he'd been dead for some time and it appeared that the cause of death was heart failure since he had not been burned or otherwise injured. It was later reported by biographer Harold Schechter that Henry had bruises on his head. The police dismissed the possibility of foul play and the county coroner later officially listed asphyxiation as the cause of death. The authorities accepted the accident theory but no official investigation was conducted and an autopsy was not performed. Is that asphyxiation by blunt trauma to the head? Probably from the smoke, but the blunt trauma to the head made him unable to go away from the smoke, is how I'm reading that. Suspicious. Mm Mm-hmm. Remember, Ed wasn't happy about him making comments about his relationship with his mother. I smell an Ed. (laughs) Gein and his mother were now alone. Augusta had a paralysing stroke shortly after Henry's death and Gein devoted himself to taking care of her. Sometime in 1945, Gein later recounted he and his mother visited a man named Smith who lived nearby to purchase straw. According to Gein, Augusta witnessed Smith beating a dog. It sounds like a fairy tale. Like a... Doesn't it? Yeah. Well, a brother's grim. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Augusta witnessed Smith beating a dog. A woman inside the Smith home came outside and yelled for him to stop, but Smith beat the dog to death. <clears throat> Augusta was extremely upset by this scene. However, what bothered her didn't appear to be the brutality towards the dog, but rather the presence of the woman. Augusta told Ed that the woman was not married to Smith, so she had no business being there. Smith's harlot, Augusta angrily called her. I thought you were going to say that Ed was spanking the monkey in the corner while he was beating the dog. No. Isn't Augusta lovely? 
She's a quality human. She's so warm. She's so Christian and so forgiving. Mm. She had a second stroke soon after that and her health deteriorated rapidly. I hope you're not disrespecting religious people. No, I'm not. I'm saying she's acting uh, not in the teachings of Christ. She is not being a Christian. She might think she is, but she's not behaving in a Christian manner. Is what I'm saying. So she had a second stroke and she got quite sick and then she died on December 29, 1945 at the age of 67. And of course, Ed was devastated. In the words of author Harold Schechter, he had lost his only friend and one true love. And he was absolutely (laughs) alone in the world. I know, it's very sad. It is sad. Well, he's lost his father, his brother, and Everyone. his mother. Yeah, well, I think he sure. helped to lose his brother. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, correct. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what he not quite says so that. Yeah. So did he then go, now that I've lost everyone, I'm going to go and open up a butchery? Um, no, not quite. Okay. He wasn't that kind of butcher then? No. After Augusta's death, Ed, now alone in the house, renovated, for want of better expression, this property by boarding up all the rooms that had been used by his mother so that they couldn't be disturbed and moved into a single room off the kitchen. Oh, it's a whack job. Yep. This was a neat idea as it meant he could live in a hoarder's paradise without denigrating his mother's rooms. And he was feral. Now, from what I can tell, the property was quite isolated on a farm and with no one to talk to, Ed began working on a series of hobbies to keep himself occupied. These included reading death cult magazines, stories about South Sea headhunters. Are there even death cult magazines? Is that a well, thing? And Nazi cannibal adventure stories. And no, I didn't know such things Nazi existed. Nazi cannibal adventure That's very niche. stories. That's a lot. Yeah, it is very niche. And I literally wrote, no, I didn't know such things existed. But it was the end of World War Two, so it's not surprising there was a big anti-Nazi supervillain fiction type uh, theme going on. But yes, he clearly liked this gross dark stuff but he mostly kept to himself and no no one really paid much mind to him so going forward now in december until one day in december 1954 in fact tavern keeper mary hogan disappeared whilst a pool of blood and a 22 caliber shell casing oh yeah i think that's right did she die of asphyxiation too no she was shot shell casing was found at the tavern no suspects were identified in the case I'm not 100% sure on whether that was a 22. I think that was a Mauser pistol casing. A, a thanks casing thanks that was for clarifying that. I know I was just thinking. I know you can send that. I was thinking how ridiculous a 22 as <laughs> Well, there is a 22 involved and I think that's why I've muddled them up. Not at this not at this time. What's with your understanding of guns? Oh god, don't ask Carl. I know what Mauser rifle is Mauser is the brand. Move it's along. like a Smith and Wesson. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. This anything you say cannon will be used against you in the or court a Winchester. Of war, so let's just move along. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst a pool of blood and the shell casing was found at the tavern, no suspects were identified in the case. Mary and I, Mary was fifty one, originally born in Germany. She and her father and sister immigrated to the US when Mary was eleven. She had three husbands and one daughter. And what? I'm only yeah, she was 51. She'd had three husbands. She went through the Great Depression, World War One, and World War Two. So, you know, she I don't yeah, know whether she divorced they them, like they died. they have, kids back then? She only had one. She only had one to, I believe, had. her first husband. The ratio just feels wrong. Well, like one surviving that, child, anyway. Anyway, I'm only adding this because there is really very, very little mentioned about Mary in any of the stories. So you're just keeping her memory alive. 
That's exactly. <laughs> I would like to honour her memory so she isn't remembered only for that which will unfold shortly. Good so now job. we're going to go forward to 1957 when the local hardware store owner, Bernice Warden, went missing. A Plainfield resident reported that the hardware store's truck had been driven out from the rear of the building at around 9.30am. The hardware store saw few customers in the entire day. Some area residents believe this was because it was deer hunting season. Bernice Warden's son, Deputy Sheriff Frank Warden, entered the store around 5pm to find the store's cash register open and bloodstains on the floor. Frank Warden told investigators that on the evening before his mother's disappearance, Gein had been in the store and that he was to have returned the next morning for a gallon of antifreeze. A sales slip for a gallon of antifreeze was the last receipt written by Warden on the morning she disappeared. On the e- So he's not smart. On the evening of the same day, Gein was arrested at West Plainfield Grocery Store and the Wushara County Sheriff's Department searched the Gein farm. Okay, now, when I did the cannibal story, both of you were a bit upset when I didn't warn you that we were about to take a turn into the world of gore and grossness. We're here already, are we? Okay. So, yes, we are here. Strap in, kids, and brace yourselves. A Washara County Sheriff's deputy discovered Warden's decapitated body in a shed on Gein's property, hung upside down by her legs with a crossbar at her ankles and ropes at her wrists. The torso was dressed out like a deer. She'd been shot with a 22 calibre rifle and the mutilations were made after her death. Police found her head in a burlap sack in another part of the house. Nails had been hammered through each ear and tied together with twine as if in readiness for the head to be hung up as a trophy. Her organs were in a bucket and in a saucepan on the stove was a human heart. Oh. Searching the house, authorities found whole human bones and fragments, a waste basket made of human skin, human skin covering several chair seats, which was replacing the rattan, so it was used as leather. You know, I said about stretching earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking dope. about stretching out skin. Uh, skulls on his bedposts, female skulls, some with the top sawn off and turned into bowls. Oh, nice touch. Yep. A corset made from a female torso skinned from shoulders to waist. Leggings made from human Very leg skin. <laughs> yes, I'm just going to wear oh, my leggings. human leg skin leggings. <laughs> Masks made from the skin of female heads. Mary Hogan's face, you know, the tavern keeper who went missing, her face in a paper bag and her skull in another box. Bernice Warden's entire head in that burlap sack. Bernice Warden's heart in a plastic bag in front of Gein's potbelly stove. Nine vulva or vulvae in a shoebox. A young girl's dress and the vulvas of two females judged to have been about 15 years old. A belt made from female human nipples. Four noses, a pair of lips on a window shade drawstring, a lampshade made from the skin skin of human face of a human face, what? and fingernails from female fingers. And to quote Lad Bible, yeah, fucking weird that. Followed by a gif of James Vanderbeek vomiting. That was that's the Lad Bible well played, moment. Well played, Lad Bible. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. Imagine being the, I don't know, the police detective, whatever. Apparently, stumbling across that. First one who came in saw the Bernice Warden who was... body. Yeah, dressed up. And it it is like everything out of a horror film and got outside and vomited straight away. Do you reckon, like, they go, you know, we'll just go and search the house. It should be pretty quick. I'll be home for dinner. 
And then you just go, what the... Where was he, Schmitty? Uh, he, he was at the farm? He was at the groceries. He, he, he'd gone into town. He'd shot her. He'd taken her home. Yep. He dressed her out like a deer, cut her head off. Yes. Oh. And the dressing out like a deer, just for clarity, which is probably you don't want to Thank hear. Thank you. I- but I he, do need to he know. cuts her from the sternum right down oh. and he cuts... Oh, don't, don't say thank you, Swanee. Say skip over it. Right no, down, no, I just, right I just down she, the groin. Was right down the that. groin. Listen. You're cuts around the her. vagina, oh. down, <laughs> down the perineum to the anus oh. and then returns oh, on the other oh. side. Oh. That, what I, what, what I, when I said thank you, I just meant you kept using the term dressing out and I thought... Is she allow, going to say it means like what they do to a, a animal. carcass? Open it up yeah. to no, allow she, all the guts she, come she out. She went into, she exactly. drilled down Could have and went, no, that. I'm going to <laughs> tell you the exact yes. journey that that knife will make. Oh, my God, Schmitty. Yeah, oh, it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the technical term is it for an animal is called dressing. That's what you call out. it when you're when you're yeah, when you're um dealing you with a, a hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, Gross. Oh, just oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, I need okay. to take some anti-nausea pills for this story. <laughs> This is when I think a ginger beer could have come in handy to settle my stomach. Mm, oh, yes, God, exactly. This is full on. All right. Well, look, how, we're halfway through. So how about you do get yourselves a drink? Get yourself yes, a drink, Carla. Yeah. Everyone take a little five-minute Everyone break. Everyone take a little moment. Quite a disturbing <laughs> story, building. I know. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. All right. I want to ask you one thing before you go. Have you seen pictures? Yes, I have. That's how I know Jeez. exactly. That was when you went. Is that where you said someone thought they took it too far? Oh, was that that quote? Yeah, all that comment i have the pictures but i don't think i'll show them to you i can't i'll never unsee what i've seen oh i thought you were asking if you'd seen a movie called pictures no 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 no, i've seen the crime scene photographs yeah i I haven't even heard of the movie (laughs) there's also it wasn't mentioned there but there's also a necklace of human tongues oh i've got it how lovely. Uh, you'll know, it is a famous the crea- case. The creative. I know. I wonder creative, where you'd I... wear that. Uh, yeah, I, you know, Carla, apparently fashion's your thing. Mm. Apparently, in, in lack of having it for lack of personality, yes. Oh, I wasn't going to say that. I was just going to say because you're beautiful <laughs> and you dress nicely. But I oh. can't imagine. How would you accessorise or how would, what would you put that? Would you have, you'd have to have oh, look, some, like, real I'm a sh- little. Do they dry up? They really shrivel, plain. Your human skin not- leggings, surely they'd go to. They'd match that. I want to know what we call them because a jean with a, a with a very um, lycra component is called a jegging. I'd like mm. to know what we call a legging that's made out of skin. Is it a skigging? It's gagging, or is it like uh, uh, what's another? What's a, a hiding? Way. A hiding. A hiding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the artifacts were photographed at the state crime laboratory and then decently disposed of. When questioned. Gein told investigators that between 1947 and 1952, he made as many as 40 nocturnal visits to three local graveyards to exhume recently buried bodies while he was in a daze-like state. On about 30 of those visits, he said he came out of the daze while in the cemetery, left the grave in good order and returned home empty-handed. When on I'm the in a daze-like state, I like stare off into the hills <laughs> or, you know... <laughs> Just get a blank look on my face. I don't go digging up graves. <laughs> like, that's pretty active for a day's like, state. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. On the other occasions, he dug up the graves of the recently buried middle-aged women he thought resembled his mother and took the bodies wow. home where he tanned their skins to make his paraphernalia. Now, I also read the following from nzherald.co.nz, but I couldn't find any corroborating evidence that it's true, although it is a theory that he dug up his own mother and removed her head, 
which he took home to shrink, just as he'd read about in his books. To like shrink? They were, there were the shrunken oven. heads also Put it in, in the, the house. oven for. No, you, you remember we, I talked earlier about his death cult books and his South Seas oh, tribal God. things that he liked to read. He basically learned through that how to shrink a human head and there were shrunken heads in the house. How much does he shrink it by? Is it like a twisty packet? When that's what I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. It just Shrinky goes to like one-tenth of its size. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure on how they do it. I think they remove the skin from the head and then sort of dry it down so it's like from the and skull it's so small that like you can put it on your thumb and then uh, oh. and then have little, oh. little conversations yeah oh hello thumbelina thumbelina oh, hello bill do you think that's the backstory to thumbelina we just weren't aware of it <laughs> she's Jeez. got a shrunken head <laughs> Thumbelina, Thumbelina. I, I, I take issue with the fact you've got to take the skin off first. I mean, if you're going to, if you want, you know, if you want a little mini replica, a little, <laughs> you want it to look the same as it did, a little mini version of it. Maybe I don't you want put to take the, the skin off. Skin. I say that as counterintuitive. But maybe you put the skin on it like a mouse skull and then you shrink it down onto that so oh it looks God. like a real head. Oh my God, little. it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your mum? What do you collect, Carla? Oh, let me show you. I call them shrinky dinkies, teeny heads. Where did you get those from the service station when you get like pick up the fuel? But yeah, if you spend a hundred dollars or more on groceries at Coles, yeah. you'll get a shrinky yeah. dink. Shrinky dink. <laughs> Is because they're using real heads, they're not using like it's good plastic for the environment, <laughs> correct? Sustainable, reuse, reuse, re- oh god, <laughs> reuse, recycle, repair. He was big on reuse, recycle, yeah. I absolutely just think this man's a crafter, he's just he, he's oh. all about that reuse, recycle, repair. Yeah, it, I could just, he's very much into, he would have had to like make visits to the haberdashery department, wouldn't he? Oh, I'm after needle and thread, something that's, you know, capable of, oh my goodness, who talked about sewing up a bottom the other day? Was that here? <laughs> Some, oh. One of you posted something about a bottom being sewn up. It was you, Clarky. Oh, it was Clarky. Someone had a bottom. Oh, my oh, goodness. Yes. That's right. Oh, no, you didn't post it. You commented on it, I Some think. Some woman's right. part, sewed her partner's. Bottom up. Bottom up. When yeah. she was oh angry with him about something. I and can't I imagine just one prick, no no pun intended, I'd be like, oh my God, like how could your whole bottom get needle and thread up? would you need for that to do oh. a job that? You know oh. those, I don't know what they were called, but they're like some kind of special hook that goes around yes, in it, like a half moon yet. shape. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's one of those, yeah. get it through. Yeah. I don't know if they're Ugh. what they are, darling hooks or something. God. All right. Well, look, since we're on his craft, I'll show you a little bit and, and it's not, <laughs> I'm, I'm no picking thanks. the I'm picking the least offensive. No thanks. Things. Oh well, I'm doing it anyway. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So this is one of the chairs. There were four of these. Now look, rattan. Oh, you know what rattan? Quite modern. Exactly. Yes. You know what rattan chairs are like. After yep. a while, they wear out. So he replaced all of that with a nice bit of leather that he found that he just sort of recycled on someone's body. Yes. And of course, he does a lot. He's in a farm. He does a bit of work. Uh, on the farm, so he needs a good pair of gloves. Oh, goodness me. So for our listeners, I am showing the guys a pair of gloves made from 
people's hands, human skin. And I'm not going to show you any more than that. Oh, no, there's, he, you, asked, you, you made a comment about the bowl, the, the skull bowl. There it is. There's the skull bowl. Oh, that's quite nice. Oh, look, you know, <laughs> I think there are a lot of goths out there that would quite like one of those oh, on their oh. mantelpiece. Oh, my God. Oh, is that like an ashtray? Oh, oh until I got the, the teeth. I was at Clark until I saw the choppers. It was like, oh, my word. Goodness. The teeth is a dimension I wasn't prepared for. Yeah, no. I agree. All right, now I'm going to um, stop. Just on the, just on much the chair. Nastier. Yes, yes. So, right, back to the like, chair. you can't really tell that that's I know, human I skin at all. I think I they must like... have tested it after they found other stuff because I'm with you. I would have thought that was just a piece of leather. And I but can't I think even if believe he was proud that of human his work, skin. He's quite the craftsman. Look at the if, where if he's, he... um studs are. It's all beautifully yeah, it's done. If, but if he was proud of his craft, he probably would have or should have kept like the belly button in the middle or something or a nipple well, or yeah, something. I, I don't so think you can see it, but there is a little thing. A blemish. Can you yes, see my that mouth? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to see on the screen that you're looking at, but and I, I don't if think only it's you could a zoom in. That it looks like a face at the top. The little, little two little eyes. That look a tiny like a bird head face. face. And it looks like it's like a bird with its wing out like that. Can you it see? It does. It like yeah, it? yeah, I can. And it's like go hey, like a little character. Yeah, no, it's just a blemish. But I think I like it. Yes. And a nipple, where's that come from? A nipple would that right be in the middle enough skin of off my? Would have been good. No skin off my nose. <laughs> oh. would, that, would that be your someone's skin off their back perhaps or where, yeah, where would you I get reckon. a piece that large it's that back acne back knee back knee yeah it could be a back or it could be i suppose a, a stomach but then i don't know what that is I, you know that is yeah. i'm not sure it's a big piece I reckon of skin back or it could be a leg if they're big legs yeah yeah it could just be. around the thigh or something thigh. yeah all the way around yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh Oh, I have like to say, I, wouldn't it be like the people that he's working with in terms of the um, the quality of their skin, if they're people that are sort of middle-aged women, I'm not sure that I'm cut out to be like make the best furniture, I'll be honest. Have I'd you like ever to tried be stretch marks. You could, you could do better than me. I'm telling you, if I was, if someone was looking, I'd say, honestly, if this is about furniture, upholstery, I don't think you're going to be happy you with what well comes out of this. I don't, you're not going to be happy with your work. I'll do you a disservice. I've got plenty of skin. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not worthy. I'm not up to it. It's too, you know, it's too worn. Shrink my oh, head, though. No problem. And it's slack. <laughs> that, I, that, I think, yeah, that'll work. But, yeah, shrinky dink. When you were carrying on about shrinky dinks before, I forgot. <laughs> I, I, they don't, shrunken heads do not look like their original I'm not, a, I'm not a fan oh, of, of the use of the Why they bother them? carrying on about that. Don't I don't think we were carrying on about it. I think we were having a serious conversation. It is a good question, though. There's Shemini. a lot Why of shenanigans laughs going on about <laughs> yeah. the it was shrinking down at Coles. It's $100 at Coles. <laughs> it was a hilariously serious <laughs> conversation. It was a nice little uh, lev- bit of levity. So... So, I see what Allegedly, you did there. A needle sorry. pulling thread. Got anything else to show? Can you show us anything else? <laughs> Well, Paul, I don't think Clarkie wants to see. I can. Can I look at the belt if you don't mind? Oh, all right, Clarkie, avert your eyes. Avert no, your is eyes. it Louis Vuitton? I'm going to watch. With one in all. Oh, in. All right, okay. It's got don't his initials at, at the front. They've got. Is it EG instead of GG? He's got. Is it Edward Gein? He's it got says the EG. Mama on it. <laughs> oh my oh. god so that's what he had multiple what face masks they call them but they were basically masks made of people's faces you couldn't wear that <laughs> and obviously human bones and i don't know what that is in the box not sure bit of something 
Okay, this is where it gets real oh, gross. Oh, here we go. Oh, my oh, God. Okay. So okay. That, is that a fat suit? That's, that's the that's, tongue. That's the necklace, isn't it? They're the tongues there, yeah. That's oh, the Jesus. torso made of skin that he wore. Oh, so I haven't got onto it yet, but he liked to dress in that. These... Did he tuck his cock back like in... Um, do you think? Well, who do you think? Who do you think was inspired by this guy? Yeah, uh, right. Got it. Okay. Gum. Right. Got it. Gum. Yeah, James Gum is That's just, inspired by that... this. I'm not quite sure what that is. Oh god, the names coasters. even are similar. They look like boobs. I'm not sure what they are, but here it is. This is the belt. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> And what was that made of again? I would have put that buckle. Would you have matched that buckle well, with it? That's I don't right. Know. What would you, oh, you wear with that? With your crocodile shoes. I don't know. I just don't know what it would go with. Or your I... Crocs. <laughs> It'd go with your Crocs because nothing goes with Crocs. I'm not 100% sure, but that is either just a, another one of these um, poor people's faces that's been skinned or it could be the head. Uh, it could be the head of his last victim. I'm not sure who that is. Sorry. I wonder if he ever wore that belt, or if it was just one of those things. Just decorative. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. He's very crafty. Very. And very because he's actually gone to the effort of oh, making a belt out of. Well, he had a lot of long nipples. nights. It's Wisconsin. It's a cold place. I reckon place. he's just bored as fuck. Yeah. yeah well, what are they going to do with that bit of skin? I'll do something with it. You know, waste not, want not. My mother always taught me, reuse, recycle, repair. I do find it a bit odd, though, that, you know, the belt would work, you know, as a a male who would, you know, I can't imagine him wearing the tongue necklace, though. Uh, and you again, don't realise how big a longer tongue is until well, it's pulled out of Well, it just goes to show you also, never really know someone, nine, do you? Nine dried vulvas under, in a box <gasps> under his bed. I mean, what are you going to do with those? Oh, oh making us... I don't know what granola, what? some dried almonds, and I just don't know what you would do with these things. Mm. Uh, and the ears, yeah, ears. And I was saying before you, well, were, you while you're you getting listen. your drink, what's with the lips on a window shade yeah, drawstring? Yeah. I mean, what's that about? I wonder anyway. if he could like use his um, ears as remote listening devices and just like plant them on the <laughs> table and hear what everyone's saying. Oh God, there's afar. just such a lot of it. It's mm. freaky. Mm-hmm. Now, allegedly. Allegedly, he had a friend called Gus who would help him with his nocturnal visits originally. But when Gus went into a nursing home, Gein could no longer manage to exhume graves, and this is most likely why, why he turned to killing, killing people. Yeah. All right. To continue to gather that. female parts, yeah. Gein admitted to stealing from nine graves from local cemeteries and led investigators to their location. Alan Wilimovsky of the State Lyme Laboratory participated in opening three test graves identified by Gein. The caskets were inside wooden boxes. The top boards ran crossways. The tops of the boxes were about two feet, so 61 centimetres below the surface in sandy soil. Gein had robbed the graves soon after the funerals while the graves were not complete. The test graves were exhumed because authorities were uncertain as to whether the, the slight Gein, because he's a very small man, was capable of single-handedly digging up a grave during a single evening. And I don't think that they actually knew about this guy, Gus. And again, Gus is one of these spurious factoids that comes from one of thing that I and read. His and his mum's yeah. name's Augusta, which has yeah, Gus who in knows? it. Yeah, it's all weird. The graves were found as Gein had described them. So two of the exhumed graves were found empty. One had a crowbar in place of the body because he actually lost his crowbar in a grave. You know, oh, can what happen. An idiot. I know. 
And most of the body was gone from the third grave, but he had returned some rings and bought body parts back that he didn't want. Oh, I don't need oh. these. Yeah, yeah. Look, I've got enough. I've got enough for tongues. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Thus, Gein's confession was largely corroborated. If I put another tongue on that necklace, it'll just be gaudy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can put everything on then take one thing off mm. that's Just right too much everyone knows 11 tongues is the right number soon after his mother's death Gein began to create a woman's suit so that oh. he could become his mother to literally crawl into her skin he would wear the skin shirt around the house as he wanted to know what it was like to have breasts and a vagina it is suggested by multiple I sources. I bet he didn't find out what it's like to have a vagina by wearing that skin suit. Yeah, no, I'm I just think putting you're right. money on that. He found out what it was like to hang breasts and a vagina as a off his frame costume off his frame. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, I mean the, yeah. the breasts I can come out because you know you could play with them a little bit and whatever the vagina bit. <laughs> no way, mate. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know what you do with them. Just just already, that's, already. that's what we do, isn't it, Carla? We just go around <laughs> flopping around all the time. <laughs> we always play with our breasts. No, you but he, he would have in, in the comfort of his own home. Oh, Can't call yeah. me a weirdo because he's making suits that he can wear. Jesus. Well, I mean, you're not the like biggest weirdo here. This is That true. makes me yeah. super normal, though, compared to him. <laughs> Look, it's suggested by multiple sources that Gein wanted to transition from male to female, but I'm unsure as to whether anyone medically did that in the mid-50s. <laughs> so he opted to wear a woman's suit. Should he, well, when you're wearing the suit... It, it has been tanned, has it? So that it has, all the skin's been treated as such. So that's why yeah, it's Yeah, yeah, it's been okay, treated. Right, it's yeah. not rotting. He's not walking no. around in decomposing no. flesh. Yeah. He just looks like he's been down to, I don't know, Skinny's or the Ugg Boot Shop or wherever they have like skins and bits yeah. and pieces. Yeah. yeah. You've seen it. So, you know, it doesn't quite look like that. No. But yeah. No. <laughs> If you if you Google Bubbles de Vere, I reckon that's what That's exactly what it Oh, yes. Like. I know. Yes. It does. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Call God, me yes. bubbles, darling. Everybody, Everybody does. does. Do these ones again. Ooh, these ones. <laughs> yeah. And for our listeners, when uh, Clarky says these ones, he's gesticulating us upward slaps to our breasts so yeah, that they exactly bubble, right. they, they wobble around a lot. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Gein denied having sex with the bodies he exhumed, explaining they smelled too bad. Mm, I bet they did. During state crime laboratory <laughs> At least interrogation, he hasn't completely lost it. <laughs> he's got standards, God. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He admitted to the shooting death of Mary Hogan, whose head was found in his house, but he later denied memory of the details of her death. A 16-year-old youth whose parents were friends of Gein and who attended ball games and movies with him reported that Gein kept shrunken heads in his house. Here we go, the shrinkies. What which Gein had described as relics from the Philippines sent by a cousin who had served oh, on the island during one, World War Oh, you've got that one, that really II. rare one that I want. <laughs> <laughs> like Pokemon, like yeah, Pokemon cards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Upon investigation by the police, these were determined to be human facial skins carefully peeled from corpses and used by Gein as masks. During questioning, Washara <laughs> County Sheriff Art Schley reportedly assaulted Gein by banging his head and face into a brick wall. As a result, Gein's initial confession was ruled inadmissible. Schley died of heart failure at the age of 43 in 1968 before Gein's trial. Many who knew Schley said he was traumatised by the horror of Gein's crimes and this, along with the fear of having to testify, especially about assaulting Gein, caused his death. One of his friends said he was a victim of Ed Gein as surely as if he had butchered him. And it was this guy, um, Art Schley, who was the first who went into the house 
and saw Bernice's body. Mm. Yeah, I'm, and had to get out and throw up. I'm in agreement with that, Schmitty. Ha <laughs> Look out! <laughs> I might come and skin you on November twenty-one. Jesus. Just. Yeah, well, sure that's an appropriate. Know, it's a very response. appropriate response to the word agreeance. I can't think of a more appropriate response to agreeance. November 21, 1957, Gina was arraigned on one count of first-degree murder in Washara County Court, where he pled not guilty by reason of insanity. Gene was diagnosed with schizophrenia and found I reckon, sorry, can I just interrupt that bit? Mm-hmm. I reckon that the reason his insanity defence didn't work is that he didn't have sex with the bodies because they smelt too much, and that just shows that his mental capacity is, is quite normal. He had one level of judgment. Mm. Can't come at a smelly corpse. That's right. Oh, pardon, and I, oh, pardon I didn't the pun. actually mean oh. to say what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it in the way you took it. I've been trying all afternoon, but I just can't. (laughs) I just can't, yeah. Anyway, he was diagnosed with schizophrenia and found mentally incompetent, thus unfit for trial. He was sent to the Central State Hospital for the Criminally Insane, which is now the Dodge Correctional Institution, a maximum security uh, facility in Walpon, Wisconsin, and later transferred to the Mendota State Hospital in Madison, Wisconsin. In 1968, doctors determined Gein was mentally able to confer with counsel and participate in his defence. So now we are deciding that he's okay to stand trial. That's quite a long time after, right? It's like... Mm. 11 years. Yeah, so a decade later. Wow, that's a big gift. The trial began on November 7, 1968 and lasted one week. A psychiatrist testified that Gein had told him that he didn't know whether the killing of Bernice Warden was intentional or accidental. Gein had told him that while he examined a gun in Warden's store, the gun went off, killing Warden. Gein testified that after trying to load a bullet into the rifle, it discharged. He said he hadn't aimed the rifle at Warden and did not remember anything else that happened that morning. And I did read that they, when they were um, investigating the hardware store, that the 22 caliber rifle had was displaced in the hardware store, as if someone had been, like someone had used it and put it somewhere. Um, So it may or may not support uh, his story, but he certainly didn't take a gun with him to kill her. Whereas the first woman... wasn't premeditated, necessarily. I I would say the first woman, Mary Hogan, it was premeditated. I think at Um, the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether he killed her or not after what he did to her post that. If he was there... Even if it was an accidental shooting, I don't believe for a second. It's fairly unusual if you accidentally shot someone to think... Oh, well, I'll do. I'll just not take him home one. and... Yeah, I'll take him I'm home and dress her. Dress, yeah. yeah. dress, dress, dress her out like a deer. Dress her out, yep. Yeah, because, you know, I can use that meat. I don't think he ever ate any of them. He just seemed to no, like to make craft... just put a heart on the saucepan. He just... Oh, you know, he did cook it up, but I... I yeah, I, I don't... Mm, I didn't read anything that said that he was a cannibal. That's what that would smell like. Oh, God. Gross. Couldn't like come brawn. at that either. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, anyway, <laughs> stop. At the request of the defence, Gein's trial was held without a jury, with Judge Robert H. Golmer presiding. Gein was found guilty by Golmer on November 14. A second trial dealt with Gein's sanity after testimony by doctors for the prosecution and defence. Golmer ruled that Gein not guilty by reason of insanity and ordered him committed to Central State Hospital for the criminally insane. Gein's so hang on a sec, he was... He found him guilty, and then a second trial came along as an No, appeal. no, but he was released from a psychiatric institution because he was no longer 
I insane. don't believe. And he then was the judges decided that he wasn't released. Well, he was. He was determined, but he was. He was determined fit for trial, not released. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, no. But what I'm saying is, so his, his sanity was okay, and then the judges decided that's not okay. Oh. No, no, his sanity was okay first time around. His doctors and so no, no. When he was when that. he was going for trial, yeah, then first, he got first trial, and the judge yeah. said, "Yep, you're guilty because I've been told you're fit for trial, and I've looked at you and you're guilty." Obviously, his um, defence lawyers would have appealed again, and said, "No, no, he's nuts, right? You can't can't kill him." That, and then the same judge said, "Okay, fine, he's not guilty by reason of insanity, but basically." committed him to life in a high security mental hospital i'm just intrigued as to who is a better expert of his mental capacity and i feel like the people who had him in their facility for 11 years who can then say that he's now okay are probably the best ones to determine that not the defense's psychiatric evaluators or whatever who probably haven't spent much time with him at all yeah, I think he was pretty insane. I would question the capability of the people in the who said that he's fine. Fine for trial. Fit for trial is not the same as completely sane either, by the way. So fit for trial doesn't mean he's sane. It means he's fit for trial. And I guess also the, the, for him to get off, it would have to be that he was insane at, at the, the time, time he that he killed it, people. Not regardless not, of what not, he's like now. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he didn't get off. He still was committed to a... Um, psychiatric oh, hospital they're not nice for the criminally insane like so he's in mm. there with a bunch of other ed Geens. what's interesting is that he was only it said uh, due to prohibitive costs so legal costs Gein was tried for only one murder that of mrs what? mrs warden he also admitted to killing killing mary hogan he was never tried for mary hogan's death yeah i know it's not very it's just bizarre it is yeah and and, it, and he didn't it, it, well it actually they didn't talk about charges so I'm going to assume that his charges at the time were murder, but there should have been further charges around grave robbing and desecration of bodies and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, they probably it seems were. It's a very but... simplified sort of situation for mm. what had gone on, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah sorry. Too excessive I... costs. I should have spent a bit more time working out, finding out what charges were, but I didn't. So there you go. Gein's house and 195. Surely crimes of fashion. <laughs> yeah, oh, and craft. Gein's house and 195 acre, slapping the boobs again, property were appraised at $4,700, which was equivalent to $42,000 in 2020. His possessions were scheduled to be auctions on March 30th, 1958, amidst rumours that the house and the land it stood on might become a tourist attraction. Early on the morning of March 20, the house was destroyed by fire. Ah. Uh, arson who cares we didn't ever we didn't bother to find out most likely yeah a deputy, a, a deputy fire marshal reported that the garbage fire had been set 75 meters from the house by a cleaning crew who were given the task of disposing of refuse that hot coals were recovered from the spot of the bonfire but the fire did not spread along the ground from that location to the house so mm-hmm. arson was suspected but the cause of the fire was never officially determined. It's possible that the fire was not considered a matter of urgency by Frank Warden, who happened to be the son of Bernice Warden, the woman who was murdered. When they spoke to Gein about it, he said, just as well. Oh! Yep. Some people who are weird bought his 1949 Ford sedan, which he used to haul the bodies of his victims and sold it to basically a carnival sideshow operator 
Bunny Gibbons and Bunny Gibbons oh. charged carnival goers 25 cents admissions to see it. Gene died of lung cancer in you 1984. I used to see that. This is the point, you What's know, what I was attraction? saying about how, well, just it's macabre. The same people, someone like me who just said then, show me the picture, Schmitty. Yeah, yeah I can see it for same people who are now. sitting yeah. here listening to our podcast. <laughs> Correct. It's, yeah, yeah. There's just a morbid fascination for stuff that is so bizarre and outside of... What like the way you would have seen it in those days. You like a car. Well, you're not seeing anything. You're just seeing a car that stuff happened That had people yeah. in it. Yeah, I, I agree. It's like when I was a kid, my dad once took me to, I don't know, some show, probably Piss Week World. And um, there was Trial a... Trial by Wine World. No, that'd be much better. I mean, let's face <laughs> it, that's going to be grouse. But no, it was some travelling carny show and they had a five metre or six metre great white shark kind of in a dead in a tank in a fridge giant fridge see-through fridge tank i just remember it smelling and being really oh. grotesque couldn't it's... come at it oh, i couldn't come <laughs> at it no <laughs> couldn't come at it it wasn't and... like some test that your dad took you you were like some little yeah. girl going oh Thank yeah God. he's yeah. like what's going on ish now, little lady now let's now, go on to the, the pig killing yeah I think, see I think whether she's she, sexually she aroused failed, by that she failed that test let's i take was it to never the sexually aroused by the dead pig that hung in our shed I was oh, I was God. never aroused by that. I always Thanks thought for it was a bit Did you have a dead weird. pig hanging in your shed? A salami yes, pig. Several times, yes. Being yeah. good wogs, uh, we would have a pig slaughtered and hung in the shed for a bit, and then we would make sausages. Well, actually, chabai, not salami, chabai, because we're Hungarian, and pork chops. And mum, I think mum and dad thought it was more economical to actually butcher oh, a, in the day, a I'm pig sure. and then yeah. freeze it. Uh, and but it has meant that. My two elder siblings to this day will not eat pork. They are so repulsed by the smell of it and all the rest wow. of it. Whereas mm. I, I used to feel like that. I got over it quite like a bit of uh, the other okay. white meat. Anyway, I was going to say long pig and then I stopped yeah. myself. Yeah. Oh, well <laughs> we know how you feel about that. Yeah, yeah. Mm, tastes like chicken with a bit of Chianti and fava beans. <laughs> That's right. Gein died. I told you he did. He died. I told you he, he did. He did. I told you he did. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> Gein died at the Mendota Mental Health Institute. Uh, he had lung cancer. And so he had respiratory failure, basically a secondary issue, and died. Over the years, people thought it was appropriate to chip pieces off his gravestone at the Plainfield Cemetery until the actual stone itself was stolen in 2000. He's like, he's what? married. He, he's married. He's buried between his parents and his brother in the cemetery, but he doesn't actually have a marked grave now, which is what it is. Going back to your references about pop culture, I'm surprised you didn't come. At, I keep using it. It's going to be our, our next merch. I couldn't come at that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's our next tagline. I just couldn't yeah. come at it. I'm surprised that you didn't jump on or think about the relationship of the mother with Psycho, but it was a. This was a big inspiration for alfred hitchcock's psycho yeah right ah, see i've never seen that actually when it comes to horror movies i've never seen any of them because i can't cope yeah it was written by robert block and so hitchcock then made the film out of it and yes you were right he buffalo bill and the silence of the lambs is also inspired but buffalo bill is an amalgamation of uh, several serial killers not just this guy leatherface from the texas chainsaw massacre and no, no points for working out why that's the case. And, oh, I haven't um, watched that either. I presume he wears a mask that's made someone's face it. I, I mean, haven't heard of it. But I've not interested. It. Don't want to watch no. it. No. 
Yeah. Um, I've seen, I think I've seen bits of Psycho. I've definitely seen Silence of the Lambs. I've seen Silence of the Lambs, that'd be it. But to was, be I've only ever seen you, it once in a long time ago. I discovered this in the course of my research, but I'm pretty happy about it. And I shall introduce to you Ed Gein, the musical. Oh, God. <laughs> Goodness me. You've got to be kidding me. Oh, no. no. It sounds it's, like springtime for Hitler. What's that called? That's the producers. The, pr- the producers, yeah. No. Yeah. No, this, well, I suppose this is sort of ironic. I read some reviews of it. It was made into a film. It's not available anywhere, unfortunately. Oh. It's, it's very indie. And apparently um, some cinema crew or someone's just picked them up. I was looking at their Facebook page. You can see some clips of it on YouTube and there are two of the tracks available on Spotify. That's what I was listening to while I was waiting for you, Carla, and I was laughing at it. And it starts with, I've done a bad thing. I've, I've done, done a bad, bad thing. thing. Who's that, yes. Chris Isaac? It wasn't quite. Then he's done yeah. a bad, bad thing. Baby, but it was a bit a like bad, it. bad thing. Yeah. But I will say described on its YouTube YouTube described well on its YouTube trailer by Davies Russell Studios who are the creators. Imagine the innocence and the joy of the 1950s. America was prosperous and well. Rock and roll was full of vigor and breathless excitement. All was right with the world. Suddenly a manic crescendo came forth from the depths of hell to smash this joyful harmony. Oh. The butcher of Plainfield. Oh. The serenading psycho, the maestro of mortal mayhem, reared his ugly misanthropic head straight from the pastoral farmland of central Wisconsin. It's a musical, of course it is. Straight from the pastoral farmland of central Wisconsin, Ed Gein redefined evil. His unnatural devotion to his mother, his demonic lust for the recently deceased, and his sick and twisted uses of their carcasses shocked a nation. I'd like to say bodies, but anyway. And now his life story is chronicled through music. Ed Gein, the musical, sets the mood, tone, and tempo of his melody of mirth, mayhem, murder, and mum. I just think these people were like were doing a school project on alliteration. They're like, okay, you've got to use the letter yeah. M. It reminds me how to do something when I was in year five on letter S, and I think I did something. My mum used my mum's name, Sandy, the seductive secretary. <laughs> Had a siesta in the sun, you know, after the sun. Sounds a lot like my dad bought, wrote a porno. <laughs> That's a oh, podcast. So I don't know if they, I've heard of it, but I've, I've heard it, but I've not watched it. But I have heard the title. But yes, Sandy, the seductive, seductive secretary, secretary, sitting in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Having a, I don't know, I had a sangria. sangria. Yeah, before she had a siesta or something. Like, that's honestly, and I was in year five at the time anyway. It's published in like the school magazine, so I still have that. And every time I look at it, I think, oh God, how embarrassing. And that's what that red light was like. Here's a project, use the letter M. So, what, tell us about the music of what, is it the story of his life or what have they was done? Was it a Broadway hit? It's a it film. Off, off, off it's an Broadway? Indie, no, no, it's an indie film. It's, oh. I don't think oh. it's actually been put on stage. And I saw, okay, I'll show, I'll show you a little bit of it. Like La La Land. Oh, please. <laughs> Cooked up. Kelly was oh. saying that it looks like she might have been kidnapped. Um, <laughs> I gotta get going. So, um, thank you. There's something wrong with that boy. It's such a lonely feeling. It's such a lovely reeling. Surrounded by an old friend, and yet. I'm treated like a rural mannequin. I've got feelings as deep as the ocean. Smart dad! 
That's terrible. May Satan arrest <laughs> his damaged soul. Oh! Had whiskey as his God Almighty. Had brandy as his savior. Had anger as his guiding light. How's the firm doing? Poorly. Just like every year. What the fuck am I watching? Exactly. God. <laughs> oh my God. And you and I Who can't believe it hasn't why. been. I cannot believe it hasn't been picked up. Oh, I can't believe it hasn't been picked any up. Any major studio and just you know because it looks it's amazing. I'm now, treated I, like a rural a mannequin. I, I don't understand feelings. what a rural mannequin is. Yeah. I was confused by that the first time I heard it. We were, I was looking at it before um, we started, and I thought, I'm not sure whether I'll share this because it's so bad. It's almost as bad as The Crimes of Ed Gein. That's how bad that musical is. <laughs> Sorry, people, but that's what I think. Uh, anyway, so that is the story of Ed Gein. So I know that was had some really grotesque stuff. I'm very proud of both of you for choosing to see the images. I did actually crop I think out- that was harder to watch. I crop, yeah, that, yeah, I think I think again the musical was much more disturbing. You're right. Absolutely. I did crop musical. out the picture of uh, Bernice's body though, so I didn't Thanks. share Thank that you. with you because Thank that you. was yeah. just a step too far. Yeah, agree. I think at the end of that bit of musical, when he starts talking to someone, he's talking to some one of the women that had been exhumed. But I, I, nowhere did anyone mention the names of the people who had been. Thank you for um, pushing stop when you did. <laughs> Were there any um, comments underneath it? Who was who had gone to look at this Ed Gein the musical? You know how you like, sometimes yeah, think, who's been stopping by mate? here? Well, yeah. actually, it's interesting because on IMDb, someone actually gives it a really good review and says oh! something about like it's the director. No, it wasn't yeah. the director, but it was someone who said, oh, it's just... The director's mum. It was, it was like about <laughs> filmmaking. It wasn't about the story. It was about filmmaking. Right. So it wasn't... It, it, it didn't a really... school project. No, it wasn't <laughs> yeah, a school project. True. These... That, I know, you know the guy part. who played Ed Gein? The guy playing Ed yeah. Gein is one of the guys who created it. They're, they're not shit. kids. No, Ed Gein, by the I'm way, not... was about half the size and he did look like a real creepy little guy. If no, he, I fact, wasn't I'll suggesting that. I was just saying it had this sort of feel of like some, you know, college sort of presentation or something. I you know, agree. Like I that. get yeah. I mean, it was, let's it say. Heavily overacted and heavily sort of. It was certainly a uh, what I would call low budget performance or thing. Yeah. yeah. See, this is one of my favourite photos of him because I think in this. One of your favourite photos of whom? No, sorry, of Ed, of Ed Gein. Of Ed Gein. <laughs> I didn't know that there was. Uh, you had preference. Yeah. Well, because because. Oh, here he is in denim overalls. I'd, looks fabulous. It, I'd like no, to get no. this made into a poster for my wall. <laughs> Because it's I not think... him in his like boob apron, is it? Yeah. No, 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 no. It's just him. <laughs> no, that's not one of my favourites. Yeah. Don't be ridiculous. Can you see over no here one... this one on the side? Yeah. Don't you think he looks a bit like Anthony Hopkins in that photo? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the it's only the reason. But that's this is what he normally looks like. Oh, sorry. There's his suit next to him. There. Can you see that? That's the suit. But that's what he normally looks like. So that's the booby apron. That's what that is. <laughs> And it's I don't a vest, know. is it? It's just you wear it as a vest. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's a booby apron. <laughs> I was thinking well, it was like a French word, the booby apron. Yeah. Um, I didn't, yeah. oh, maybe it would be like um, a ta- they're in tabard, tab, tabard. Kids wear them to school and they're called a tab something. Yeah, tabard, a tabard, isn't it? 
Tabard. Yes, that's it. It's a, it's a booby Tabard. Tabard, I think. Anyway, I'm going to stop sharing because the internet's full of terrible things. Over to you guys. Thoughts? Oh, fucked up. Oh, hello. You know what it is? It's a jerkin. <laughs> it's a sleeveless jerkin. Oh, jerkin. Yeah. That's the word. There must yes. be another word for a jerkin. You knew oh, it, yes. You couldn't come at that either, could you? You can't come at a jerkin, no. <laughs> or a merkin. <laughs> Oh my god! So are we going to call it a booby jerk? It's it's a booby jerkin, as opposed to a booby tabard. Is it has jerkin spelled? J E R K I N. Just like you think it would be. Is there a is there a little apostrophe after the N? I've jerkin on the railroads. According to synonyms, synonyms a gilet is another word for a jerkin or a tunic. Yeah. Or a doublet. Jerkin's a very old word. I know, but I was thinking of a tunic. Oh, no, it gets and used I a fair bit nowadays. I think yeah, it, I've, tunic's I've, another word for it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought apron, but I was wrong because it was actually not long enough for an apron. I do think we no, need to tunic. stick with tabard right. or tunic or jerkin. I'm not keen it's on It's a booby tunic? Booby tunic? No, booby jerkin. I think a booby jerkin. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's like a titty like fucking, a but it's a booby jerkin. <laughs> all right. Okay, it's a booby jerkin. <laughs> apologies, apologies. Step too far. Uh, anyway, no. all right. So, apart from the booby jerkin, any other thoughts? Are you ready to sentence anyone? Well, I, I would like to sentence him to the murder of Mary that yeah. he clearly didn't get charged with or didn't have a trial for that. So, let's just skip the trial and find him guilty. <laughs> like okay. that. Save them. If you haven't got any money, just skip the trial and judge. Straight in. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that poor bloke who died young, the 43 year old policeman who died of a heart attack just was so traumatized by it he would agree with you he mm-hmm. decided to shove his face into a brick wall so yeah, yeah. i'm okay with that too pretty upset I? yeah mm. i feel like i'm missing something i feel like the mum was clearly i think the mum is part of the problem yeah i think the yeah. mum's a big part of the problem the dad's drinking there's no doubt was probably part of it as well but i don't make the leap to what he did i just don't know where you go from being in an unhealthy having an unhealthy mother and son relationship I'm sure there's plenty, but that's a mighty old leap from where, you know, mummy was controlling to I'm going to do these elaborate crafting things with people's I'm exhumed gonna make body a parts. Jerkin. Yes. A <laughs> I wonder whether or not oh. he did exhume his mother first and tried on her and then it didn't, maybe it didn't work. And I had to so get the sizing right. Why was yeah, that not no, the information, get... Schmidt? Did they not say that? There's no it... evidence and no okay. one's exhumed, no one's has actually exhumed her grave to, or opened her grave to see whether she's still there. So there was well, there was some plot hatched by some blokes. I didn't cover it, but there were some blokes who thought it would be a great idea and then yeah. they abandoned the idea. I'm not quite sure whether they were documentary makers or what they were, but they, they were like, yeah, let, this is a brilliant idea. Let's get together and exhume... Poor and old they came to their Augusta. senses. And then they thought, let's get off the drugs and yeah, go and exactly. get a real job. I made that bit up. but So, Sounds yeah, like so <laughs> they haven't checked. And you need a court order. Like, you, you need a reason to exhume a body, not to just say we're just kind of interested in, in whether or not she's still we there. We just wonder if she oh, did. Oh, they would have had a pretty, yeah. good, pretty good reason. Well, I don't think he ever said that he uh, defiled his mother's grave. But, it, but to me, it feels like... You're right. It's this huge stretch that suddenly just starts doing yeah. this. So, so maybe he did 
think I can't part that's the Norman Bates thing you know I can't part with her I'll take her body I'll take it back home and probably she decomposed or he didn't quite manage her or she's one of we for all we know she's one of those masks they're just or shrunken heads it's just hard to tell and then after that not quite fulfilling whatever it is that he was after he just continued to craft because you know he's a crafty guy I wonder if he could knit I reckon it'd be a mean sewer. Although I'm not really happy with his what stitching would you sew there with? on those on the well, he was sewing with cotton, I think. No, but intestine. You, uh, sorry, what did he knit with is what I meant to say. Oh, hair, human hair. Hair, yeah. Mm. Make some mm. wool out of it. You could you could make a whatever you like out of it. You can knit with hair if it's long enough. I'm not saying go ahead. Have you and do done it? it? You know? Why do you, no. you say you can do that? <laughs> I just know that you can. What? How do you know that? <laughs> not a thing that anyone just knows yeah again, like she's done a test with her own like mine's too things. short but carla's is just the right length carla's is fine yeah. yeah yeah we'll chop that off and we'll uh make a and nice that's why i'm growing it nice again how do you know but yeah but we won't let raj touch it because he's naughty i feel he's like not it would be too slippery and it would just pull through you just treat See, it you... like you treat well like you treat no. any other natural fiber it's just a natural fiber people Sh- like use bamboo up. for everything <laughs> you shut up <laughs> <laughs> all right so you you, you want to sentence him what are you going to sentence him to just jail or oh head shrinking maybe mm. just give him a One tiny little head a shrinky dinky head on his normal body like beetlejuice was it the film beetlejuice I, I seem know. to remember someone does, getting a head shrunk. Yeah. In does anybody yeah. else have a problem with this story in the sense that it seems well, yes. so outrageous? <laughs> it's it doesn't feel like it's real. Do you know what I mean? So I think I can. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I'm gelling it with like a lightness of touch because it's like this is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's almost like when I showed you those images, you yeah. can't believe that no. they're actual people. It looks no. like something out of a movie set. Yeah, yes, I agree. it does. It, it's, yeah, some, yeah. it just feels like you know, sideshow alley, freak show kind of of that era. That just it looks fake. What's and the most outrageous thing you can possibly say or do? When I saw them, because I, I only looked at them this afternoon, and I thought I've often thought to myself around films like Psych, not so much Psycho, but Silence of the Lambs, or um, although Silence of the Lambs is much more about suspense than it is horror. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, all those American Psycho, all those things where they have awful blood and gore and people being ripped apart and, and the special effects for it. And you think, where did these people get this idea? Like, what sick minds come up yeah. with this shit? And as it turns out, it's inspired are. by a really, truly sick yeah, mind. Truth is stranger than fiction. And I think that's why we looked at those photos and we sort of went, oh, shrunken heads, ha, ha, ha. Well, also because you had to have a bit of levity. Because it was you, fucking funny. But you can't see, like, we looked at a belt made of nipples. Yeah, you can't. But you don't see that. Like, to me, it doesn't look real. I'm with you. Like, my brain says, I just can't compute that is what I'm looking at. I mean, I know that's what I'm looking at, but I can't. No, I can't come. My at brain, that. my brain looks at it and says, "That's and ridiculous. Why would you? Com- why would you put that particular belt star, that buckle star? Why would you do that? I mean, that. Yeah. I mean, surely you go for silver. Oh, it's ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'm with you, Carla. And something a little bit neater. And they weren't no. neat. You're like, come on, no. just do a better job. It's just. Yeah, that was shit, craftsman. It's just uh, beyond understanding. My problem with the gloves, if I've got to be honest, is that. 
if you stitch a glove, you don't stitch the stitch from the outside. You, you yeah, turn it yeah. inside, you stitch it, and then you push them inside, and then you put your hands in it. Wouldn't Maybe they were just like control. happy clapping gloves. <laughs> Maybe they were just, you know, like a trial. Maybe just they were just a prototype. And you went, yeah. oh, no, that, That's I don't why I didn't make do, another I don't pair. think I'll do more of the gloves, and I don't know what I'm going to do with the Volvo. I think, you know, I've got them. I've put them aside. I'll put them in a box Nine Volvers. I'll pop it in a box, yeah, yeah. Nine. While I think about something. Nine Volvers. I mean, like, the fact that he's coming up with lampshades and six bars white and boomers, like snow white <laughs> boomers. <laughs> Nine tried vulvas. <laughs> Nine tried vulvas. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, anyway. what the fuck? Yes, it is. You're right, colour. It smacks of the ridiculous, and yet, tragically and bizarrely, it is a true story. I know. I feel like I've, you know, ridiculed the ridiculous, but it's sort of. I, I'm finding it difficult to come to a, a conclusion on a. I'd you like know, to. Try my um, wife's head, it's because I don't. <laughs> Just, I like the shrunken heads. So I think my head is going spinning. somewhere with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's mm. definitely a thing. I'd like to thank Carmen for burning his house down too. I think that was a good Carmen? job. Carmen? Who was Carmen? Yeah, Miranda. <laughs> Carmen Miranda, sorry. Oh, goodness. Oh. <laughs> oh, you of all out. people making that mistake. Oh, just tired. Yes, yeah. thank oh, you, just Carmen. Tired. It's taxing. I yeah. just went through the horror of the Ed Gein story. Yeah, um, but yeah, unlike you know, not not as badly as uh, the people who actually went through it. I can't imagine being one of the policemen or any of the friend, forensic or whatever staff, investigative oh. staff, having to deal with that. I mean, that is just grotesque. Mm. Almost as bad as the musical. So, any ideas, or do you need a wee break? Do you need a little bit of thinking time? Yeah, it's kind of one of those things that's hard to to get. I mean, there's so many crimes. Um, I must say I was surprised that he was digging the bodies up, not killing them. So I think, you know, there's a little bit of... In some ways, that's a lesser thing in my head. Well, and even yeah. the last lady, he may not have meant to murder her, but they did, they did, did suspect... So. They There are four, four other people who are unsolved murders for the same period that they think maybe he was involved in. But there's no evidence, and he never he never confessed, and he quite happily confessed to the two ladies that he murdered. So, I don't believe I had them in the story originally, and then I thought I actually don't believe that he had anything to do with that. With those items that he made out of the body parts, did did they actually decor? Well, no, I was going to say, did they get the fashion police to have a look at it? Because I feel like there's some crimes against fashion there that. He, he probably hasn't been, you know, obviously due to costs, he wasn't uh, tried for. No. But but it, it was this, not like he'd been to, like, the Fashion Institute to, like, have formal training. The guy was just working, you know, but, blind But that's there. the whole thing. That's why he shouldn't be doing it. Genius. If, yeah, that, well, that's you know, he the was crime just, of... Very intuitive. I, I just kind of imagine, I mean, there's one thing coming up with it and actually being able to create these things, I, you know, in that day, in those jerker. days. I know. But I guess where I Jerkin. struggle a bit. Booby jerkin. Booby jerkin. Booby jerker. Yeah, yeah, right. I don't know enough about what what would what would be a punishment for him. You know, I mean, you know, how I always go to what was the person, what would be their worst fear. I don't know what his oh. worst fear would be. Do you know what I mean? It just feels yeah. like he had a bit of a <laughs> he had a really domineering mother who was, you know, clearly a whack job herself and you know not a good role model. But then we jump ahead and he's doing this crazy shit. And I'm like, okay, but, but why, darling? What? Why? 
I, I don't I, know how to well, punish he, him. He was he was um, diagnosed as, as a schizophrenic. So okay. like he he wasn't he yeah, wasn't correct. well. He wasn't no, well he wasn't to start well. with. No, he had, he had, a, he had all certainly. this uh, additional um, influence of his mother, like his brother Henry. Apart from getting knocked over the head and killed, there's no indication that Henry was anything other than a perfectly normal, straight up kind of guy. Uh, so yeah. I think Ed, I don't, and he was obviously also brought up by the same woman and the, and had the same influences. Yes, but not schizophrenic. No. Yes, and not, also because yeah. you'd said that Ed was a good student, right? He was good at English. He was okay. He read well, though. He was good at reading. Reading. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. but he he was like what was babysitting, the... doing you know handiwork. It, what were the magazines he was reading? Death cult magazines oh, or yes. something. Oh, yes, that's yeah, a problem for me. That is a cannibals. problem. I didn't know that Nazis were cannibals. I should research oh. that. Well, I do know about one German No, cannibal, hang on. But, uh, are, are not they... necessarily a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> are they Nazi cannibals as in Nazis who eat people or are they cannibals who eat Nazis? I think at the time... Or Nazis who eat other Nazis. Well, I think at the time when he, when that, when he was reading those... It was just after World War Two, so I'm going to say the Nazis were eating people in those books because it would have been anti-Nazi propaganda, which you know, because everyone was they were the villains of the time. I don't know if right. I just call it anti-Nazi propaganda, but anyway. Well, no, I'm just saying that <laughs> it's like it's like you know how Top Gun had the Nazi Russians, and yep. you know we were all the Russians in were the always, MIG. Yeah, yeah, the Russians yep. were always the. Bad well, guy. not always, but for a long time they were the bad guys. And then certainly they, in movies and stuff, you're absolutely right. Hard to believe nowadays. Arabs, and then it became yes. Arabs, and now yep. it's probably going to go back to Russians. Correct. So, that's right. It was so there's always a bad guy, and all I'm saying is Germans, Nazis Japanese, would have been the bad guys Russians. at that point in time. That's right. Yep. Mm. Arabs, and then we go back to. And so that's why they Russians. ate them, or the that's. They were so bad that they, they ate were so people. so bad they ate people, I think. Right. Is, I gotcha. don't know. I never read these magazines, but that's what I've surmised from Yeah, it. I wouldn't be doing a search for that either, darling. <laughs> so I have got a punishment that might work. Yeah. So obviously there's a cinema in Trial by Wine World, mm-hmm. and I think that he could be obviously. sentenced to... Yeah, exactly, obviously. An eternity... And it's playing Les Miserables all the time. Jeez, that was yeah. shit. Yeah, anyway, no, no. Oh. It's going to play the music inspired by his crimes... <laughs> Maybe on loop, and oh. he can just watch that over and over. Maybe, you know, they don't have popcorn, they just have bags of dicks, and so he can oh. get a bag of dicks that he has to eat as well. Or well, I think that's fair because he didn't say... Dried vulvas. Yeah, he was very... He was very... um. <laughs> Very much about female parts. Is that that ad that says, hey, turn off your mobile phone? The movie's about to start. There's some popcorn talking, and it's a bag of dicks and a little woman going, hey, don't forget to turn off your phone and go to the candy bar now. Don't don't forget to go to the Volvo bar. Go now. Oh my God. (laughs) Little animated bag of dicks having a little a couple of shrunken heads. Yeah, a little salted, uh, salted yeah, he, hot buttered and salted bag of dicks. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, well, I don't uh, think he was into dicks, so I can take... I can that would make that it better be then. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. why I agree that's quite a, an okay punishment. <laughs> yeah. All right. Swanee? Well, I'm going to go on the same line, but I'm just going to have, have him watch the... Um, the Ed Gein story, the musical, it will be the, the second showing and it runs in conjunction. Without his mother in it, I reckon, though. Because yes, he's so, so hot it, for his mum that we just mm. we cut her out. Yeah. yeah. Can, he's just can he watch 
The, Can he roll the, his vulvas down the aisle? They weren't his vulvas. They were someone else's. Don't be disrespectful. <laughs> his collection of is what I mean. Yeah, but they, weren't, they didn't belong to him. Um. He stole them. Man, they've got like the fantails, but they've got like skin wrappers, and then he can just, you know, do that thing, you know, when you try and make them as long as possible, you know, when you try and get one yeah. continuous piece of paper. Yes. You know, we do it with mitties or fantails, Schmitty. And you tear around And you rip it. I'm very disturbed that you're going down the line where you think you should give him skin to play with. (laughs) Maybe he could have dried foreskins because he wouldn't want to play with those. Mm, All right. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well, I. What am I supposed to do with these? <laughs> what is this shit? Gross. Yeah. I couldn't oh, come at think that. I am a weirdo. <laughs> exactly. I couldn't come at that. I've tried, but I just can't. Yeah, yeah. Um, can't even get aroused. Where's that pig? Oh yeah. Uh, so for me, I'm I'm I was opting more for something that he inspired. So I was basically thinking about the silence of the lambs prison where hannibal lecter and others were kept yes where it's um you know how it's fully reinforced but see-through walls yes with migs down the aisle a little bit mig welders i can (laughs) he's the one who says i can smell you oh no no don't want him next door no 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 this is this is he could come at that yeah well the guy next door definitely comes at that we don't we don't want to do that Okay. Uh, we'll just have him on his own in isolation. <laughs> well, he does. That's the whole point. Yeah. Uh, he does. He's, he comes on her. Do you not remember yeah. that bit? What's yeah. this we're talking about? Silence, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Oh, I can't remember. Sorry. Oh, it's revolting. He's down, yeah. She goes down to see the psychos. She goes Clarice. to see Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Clarice. Yeah. Because yeah. she's trying to get insights from him to help her find yes. Yes. Um, James Gump, who's the one who's got the poor girl as a victim and has been murdering girls. Right. So it's it's the FBI agent trying to find out from one yes, psycho yes. how to trap another psycho. That's correct. I remember that now, yes. And then there's scene, the, someone, who says that I can smell your beep, Clarice? That's Migs. It's Migs. Migs yeah, says so some that. bloke oh. down the road. And then as she's walking out, someone jacks off and gets her. Oh. Yeah. Throws oh. it in her face. I think it's Meg still because he's so jacking off disgusting. to the smell. Because the smell isn't so bad that he can't come at it. Well, no, he's clearly heterosexual. Because she was look, wearing Le Deton. Oh, yeah, she was wearing Ojean Provocateur and he liked and it very much. And a booby jerkin. Yeah. And a booby jerkin. Oh, my jerkin. God. Can you remember all of this? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> There's no booby jerkin in Silence of the Light. Oh, there is, yeah. actually. Okay, He wears a, he wears a body skin suit. Yeah. And you know the other day you talked about the man with the meat suit? I, I was thinking a lot when you were talking about the meat suit. About Do you mean Lady Gaga? No. No, the fat guy <laughs> the in dress. the vegan, oh, yeah. the vegan one, the vegan on the run. Sharma. Uh, he was talking about having a a big meat yes. suit. I kept thinking about <laughs> Silence of the Lambs and that sort of stuff. Anyway, yeah. I digress. So we've got this big clear space, so he can see everything around him, but he cannot get to any of it. On the inside, he has nothing. He has no crafting tools. He has no magazines. He has no. Nazi cannibal stories. He's got no stimulation, nothing. What? That's cruel but and unusual. Walking <laughs> past him, probably every 25 minutes, is a woman who looks just like his mother. Oh. And she walks past. She doesn't speak to him. And she just walks on by and she just rejects him constantly. Mm-hmm. And I think he, and he can't do anything. He can't get out. And I think that would be a bit of a torture for someone who's just wanting to get to be with the love of his life being his mother. This yes. is playing out like a sort of an abstract sort of European, you know, foreign film. 
no, very abstract. So this SBS this World past. Movies. Yes, SBS World <laughs> Movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's very fine. like, you know, um, you know, what's it called? When, I worked at, when we worked at um, Foxtel in the call centre. World Center, Movies. Yeah. I remember oh, a call goodness. from an old lady and I was, and this is not a rude expression, double jacking. With oh, what? Colleague. It was where you were like listing your support. You're double like jacking. You jacking. Double jacking right now. Double jacking. Two headsets. Yep, I remember. Plugged into one, so you so did it for training and stuff. Didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Double jack. Yeah. So I was double jacking with I um, this other about bloke, that. Mark, no, and his woman rings up, and he was talking, and I was listening in because I was training, and this old lady rings up, and he says, um, "Oh, you know," she says, "Now, what have you got? You know, what are the?" And he goes, "Oh, we've got world movies." And he, she says, oh, are they, are they racy? Are they saucy? And he says, um, well, you know, they're European. So, you know, they are, some of them are, are rated quite high. Soft and she porn. goes, do you see it going in? <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> no. And you should have seen this poor guy. Because uh. there's me, this young trainee next to him. And he was so embarrassed. He went like 15 shades of red. And I think not long after that, we got another call from a man with a, a much more uh, European accent. And he says, have you got the movies blue? Have you got the movies blue? <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? And I said, he wants to know if we have any pornography. And he goes, oh, well, we've got world movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, world I movies was like that. Do you remember who looked after adults only? That was later. That didn't that exist. Later, yeah. oh, that yeah, was later, yeah. That was later. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah. Wow, there you but go. But we didn't have that colour when we event. launched. Yeah, the no, only thing we later. could sell was movies blue. I mean, oh. <laughs> world movies. World movies. <laughs> they should they should actually re rebrand it. Movies blue. It'll do better. Movies blue. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's my sentence. And so you guys have just. I think shrinking heads is a good one. I reckon he needs a little shrunk head. Um, yeah, maybe little, when he's at the movies and there's a movie the about his mum on, he can have a shrunken head <laughs> and the person in front can have a massive head so he, he can't, can't actually see. see. You know, when you were talking about the um, shrunken head thing, I kept thinking about brats because they've, they've gone the other oh, way. They've where they've, they've heads, got massive yes. heads and little bodies. Yes. Like, oh, how times have changed. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, that's my story. Well so done. I hope you enjoyed it. Yes, very good. As much as you can enjoy yes, as something much as, you as can. disgusting as that. A little bit macabre. But thank you for joining me for the wild ride of a bit of Plainfield, Wisconsin. And I think it's time to say, as I say very regularly, I miss you already. Miss you already. Oh, I miss you Bye, more. everyone. Ciao. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Oh, bye. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com, Trial by Wine. Or visit our website, www.trialbywine.com to donate to us. Your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from pixabay.com.